0: For the persecutor.
1: Welcome again. Happy New Year as we start out 2024. Our guest this week really kind of needs no introduction. He has been with us before. Aaron Miller is the vice president for international ministry. He oversees all of the projects, all of the ministry that happens in hostile and restricted nations. Aaron, welcome back. Thank you, Todd. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. As we start out, we have kind of a hard thing to talk about, talking about persecution. We're talking about places where Christians are persecuted. We've just gotten word of some Christians being arrested, and I I want us to start here because I want our listeners to pray. I want this to be at the top of their prayer list this week. Talk to us about what, what we know. I Obviously, you can't necessarily say everything about the story, but, but just tell us what we can share, and like yeah. I say, as you're listening— I hope this equips you to pray for these who, even even as we're having this conversation, they are under arrest. They are with the police.
2: Yeah, Todd, thank you. Several weeks ago, we got word that a number of people, believers, in the country of Mauritania had been arrested. For our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with their Africa maps, Mauritania is in that northern, uh, northwestern part of Africa, and so... Our staff had been monitoring this, following this. They, they reached out to people in the fields. Today, what we know is that nine people have been arrested after a video of a baptism was leaked on social media. Oof. And so these, these men right now uh, are being held. Their families are under threat, and there's a lot of conversations going on about what's the best thing to do for the families right now. The men, uh, it's understood, they're already where they're going to be for quite some time. We, we don't know what their situation looks like. We want people to pray for them, pray that they would remain strong during that time, interrogations or threats or physical abuse, anything like that. They would remain faithful and strong, that the Lord's grace and mercy would be on them, but also for wisdom as we try to uh, work with a good network of leaders who are trying to take care of their families now. that's, As you know, Todd, you've talked to men and women who when they're arrested, their mind goes to their families. They know they're in trouble, and they know where you know they're going to have to withstand things that they didn't want to do. But but they're 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 ready for that. But if they know that their family is possibly in danger, or if they know that you know their family could be in danger, then it really does cause anxiety, cause worry for them.
1: It's interesting because that's one of the ways that Voice of the Martyrs blesses persecuted Christians yes. is by telling them. We'll look out for your family. That's we'll right. make sure there's a That's roof right. over the head of your wife and your children. If you go to jail, you don't have to worry about that because we'll make sure something gets done for them.
2: That's exactly right. And and what what has been so astounding to me through the years is how that emboldens those leaders even more. They're willing to take the risk even more when they know their families would be cared for and safe. So yeah, pray for those nine men and and then their families. We're going to continue to monitor that. We're going to continue to ask people to pray, and we'll do whatever the Lord allows us and directs us to do.
1: I'm reminded of last year, we heard some similar stories in Libya. Christians began to be arrested, and then more Christians began—is to... is that a fear here that, that this is going to spread, and, and we'll see more believers?
2: Yeah, we don't know. You know, the, the community is very small yeah. in this country, and it's very close-knit, and so, it certainly could be, but that's one of those things that our staff is is in touch with people, trying to have those conversations so that we understand what what can we do to maybe prevent some of that. But uh, yeah, we'll just have to yeah, pray wait and, and see and see what, pray exactly.
1: Uh, Aaron, my my hope for this conversation as we start out a new year, twenty twenty four, is partly to look backwards and say, "Wow, look what God did in 2023 but also to look ahead and and sort of start a, a prayer list for our listeners of, hey, here's some things that are on the horizon for persecuted Christians. Here's some things on the horizon for Voice of the Martyrs. We want you to be aware. We want you to pray. And, you know, maybe you'll see a news report in June or July this year, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, Voice of the Martyrs was talking about that back in January. As you look backwards to 2023, are there some things that uh, you're already smiling? Are there some things that you just think, wasn't it cool that we got to we got to help in that situation? Wasn't it cool how God worked in that situation? Oh, for
2: sure, Todd. As I sat down and kind of prayed through what I wanted to share, one of the first things was a memory from earlier this year when I was in uh, Central Africa. I was in the Democratic Republic of Congo and then the Central African Republic. One of the things that blessed me so much was we were sitting with a ministry partner and he, he's working among hundreds of thousands of displaced Christians. I mean, it's just phenomenal what they're doing, and, and we've been able to be, you know, help them in some of that and be a part of that and, and that ministry, and it's been great. I sat with him, and he said, you know, we have a word here. Tukopomuja is when someone goes through something very hard in our community, and we go and we sit with them, and we sit with them, and then there's a time when you have to leave. And you know that you have to leave, and they know you have to leave. You have other responsibilities. You have children to take care of. You have to get back to your home village, whatever. But you get up, and you get ready to leave. And what you're saying to them is, I've been with you, and I have to leave now. But as I go, I'm still with you. And I just thought that was a beautiful word for me. I've, (laughs) I've carried that word throughout this year. You know, I learned that concept from our brothers and sisters in in the Central Africa region and I've just carried it through and I think that's that's what we we're trying to do here. You know, we know that on our on our trips to the field, we can't stay uh sometimes not very long and some and we certainly can't stay forever. We're not trying to be residential there and things, but when we do leave, we do want to say to them, "Hey, we've been with you and we're going to still be with you." Yeah. And I think this a radio podcast like this helps create that fellowship where people do feel the sense that the global body of Christ is with them.
1: I'm glad we talked about Africa because I want to—now uh, as we kind of turn our sights to 2024, yeah. it seems like persecution is spreading in Africa, which is not good news. Yeah. Thankfully, we are staffing in such a way that we're hearing more of those stories and we're able to help in more of those situations. For sure, What are some of the places in Africa where you're looking at 2024 and thinking, we're going to have a lot more work to do in this country or in this region? Yeah,
2: well, for sure, Western Africa. We know that it's going to grow. We're adding staff there. But, you know, it's it's a challenge, and and our listeners can pray for us to know who to add and when to add the right staff. We rely on the Lord to bring the right people. Even somebody who's had a long career in missions may not be— exactly the right fit for this type of a ministry. And that's okay, but we need the right people. And Mm -hmm. God's been faithful to bring them, and we want to be faithful to stay alert and looking for them. So Western Africa, for sure, is where an area we expect things that... There's more work out there. There's more people who are in need that we can serve, and we can help, and we can encourage. Benin is one of those countries, Todd, that is seeing a lot of attacks, a lot of persecution. Another one is over on the east side of Africa, on the East Coast, uh, next to Tanzania, actually just west of Tanzania. Malawi is a country that's going to be added to our prayer right. map this year yep. in 2024.
1: So When we talk about Western Africa, who are the persecutors? Is that radical Islam like we might see in, in Nigeria? I know in Benin, sometimes it's yeah. spiritist. It's it is like...
2: spiritist. So it's really interesting, Todd. I want to talk about who the persecutors are across Africa So you have family that can be the persecutors because you're stepping outside of that family religion, animism, spiritism, you know, ancestor worship, things like that. It's a really, really big deal. But you also have Islamic jihadists and those radical groups, Boko Haram, Fulani, uh, those groups are attacking churches, Christians, Christian villages, you know, so it's really diverse what we see in western africa. Mm-hmm. Now, and country...
1: sometimes in the same country you could have three or four different attackers, different persecutors. Absolutely. Wow.
2: Absolutely, for sure. You know, a country like Benin, we don't see the mass attacks like we've seen in other parts of Africa. We're seeing more individualized but but the kingdom is advancing and, and God's work is going so well there that individuals are coming to faith and they are being persecuted because once they come to faith, they're stepping outside, they're stepping away from what's the norm and and they're being attacked for it and persecuted and they're remaining bold. And, and so we want to walk with them.
1: And one of the amazing things is they see the power of God yes. at work. Yes, yes. Even the the spiritists see that the yes. power of God is working, and they're offended by it. For sure. But they recognize that power. They Absolutely. recognize that authority. So Absolutely. there are some encouraging stories that come even out of persecution yeah. because the persecutors see, wow, your God is powerful. He yes. has power.
2: Todd, another instance. Our brothers and sisters in Uganda are standing against two enemies, so to speak. The government of Uganda has taken a very hard stand against very progressive ideologies that are going around the world right now. And so the church in Uganda, our brothers and sisters, have taken a biblical stand on issues like that. And so they're being attacked from international groups through diplomatic pressure, through money, through visas to other countries to travel internationally. Some of the church leaders are being restricted to travel internationally. Uh, because they're not lining up with this very progressive agenda. But they're also suffering church bombings and village attacks in the north and things that are coming against them from Islamic jihadists. So because of their faithfulness to God, they're being attacked by radical Islamists and they're being attacked by people on the other side, the complete other side, for their faithfulness. Uh,
1: Let's go back to Malawi for a minute because I know you mentioned we're going to add Malawi to the prayer map. For us, that means persecution is a regular part of being a follower of Jesus Christ. It's not a one-off. It's not a, wow, every blue moon we see in a persecution incident. Talk about Malawi and, and why that's now a country that we say, yeah, we need to have that on our prayer map because our brothers and sisters are being persecuted regularly there.
2: Yeah, so early in 2023... We had staff noticing, getting reports, and then I believe it was around May, so mid-2023, we had a staff travel in, and the reports that that staff person came back with and and began to communicate to us about what was going on there, it, it was severity and it was consistency, so frequency. There's severe persecution against churches, church leaders, Christians who are just remaining faithful, and then there's frequent attacks. Uh, One example is a church that had brick walls. They would gather to worship and Muslims in their community, Muslim leaders in their community would run cars through the brick walls. In order to damage the church and to try to stop the church from meeting, and this happened not once but twice, and then there was an attempted third time. So,
1: wow, that's a bold way. To, I mean, you're risking your car to do that. That's well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs>
2: i thought like, about that. I thought, well, I wonder what happened to the car. <laughs>
1: they were, they were committed. I guess you could say. Are there other countries in Africa that we should put on the radar for our listeners and and put on their prayer list, where maybe we see changes, maybe something is is getting worse. Uh, I know you mentioned DRC, and some of the yes. stories that we've heard of the, the level of violence in DRC yeah. is just appalling.
2: Yeah, and it continues. At this point, we're not hearing more uh, widespread attacks. There are still attacks. They're less frequent now than they were. Good. And so one of the things we're doing is the the people that we've helped through for, through some larger distribution of just physical necessities just resources that they need to live. We've done those large distributions now. That was a lot in 2023. And now what we're trying to do is is get a little more individualized and and targeted so to speak on who are the most needy. What brothers and sisters can we find who have gone through really really traumatic things and let's let's help them recover. Let's help them stay faithful. How can we walk alongside them specifically? So we're not trying to stay at this mass distribution level. We're really trying to use that as a way to help broadly with our eyes looking for how can we help people specifically Mm -hmm. who've gone through another level of of trauma or maybe something that's just really, really unique that they have needs for.
1: The thing that I think about as you say that is that requires more hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because – because you don't hear those stories just by flying over the country. No. You have to get on the ground, and you have to go start talking to people and saying, hey, I want to hear your story. How hard is it? Or, or how can our listeners yeah. pray? Maybe that's a better question. How can our listeners pray for, our, for your staff, your international ministry staff, that is doing that? They're digging deep to find the people who most need yes. the help that Voice of the Martyrs can provide.
2: Yeah. Well, first I want to say, Todd, we've got an amazing staff. You know, I I took this position in January of 2023, so I'm right at the year mark now. Um, Happy anniversary. Yeah, thank you. Uh, (laughs) And one of the things I learned through 2023 was as I traveled around, as I had conversations with people from uh, multiple nationalities, multiple different locations around the world, serving in in a lot of different type of environments, different countries, we've got an amazing staff. They are so committed. They're so wise, discerning but their heart is a heart of ministry. They're not looking to be project based. They're not looking to just, you know, run in, run out of a place. We've got people who are going in, they're sitting, they're listening, and then they're coming back and telling us what we can do to minister to our brothers and sisters. And I I hope that that really encourages our listeners. I hope that encourages the the staff here in in our in our home office. It encouraged me throughout 2023. It's it's a really amazing thing that God is doing. But you're right, it takes time. And often our people are encountering things that are really really hard. Sometimes they're walking past hard situations, difficult circumstances in order to get to the place where they know God is wanting them to to get to to minister to someone. They they come across people like like one story from Malawi, our staff person was there and he he met this pastor and this pastor had a group of small Bible study leaders all over the kind of his area, and one of them was killed and This pastor had to personally bury this bible study oh leader my. like he he personally participated in digging and then burying him and so that's who our staff is running into, and you don't just walk in, hear the story, and then turn and leave you do sit, you do weep you 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 know, it's that Tukopamuja thing that we Mm -hmm. talked about before. You just want to be there with them, and you want them to know that as I go, I have to go, but as I go, I'm still with you. Um, And in many ways,
1: I'm taking you with me. Well, for sure. Like you're going to be in my heart for a long
2: time. That's right. That's right. And you know that, Todd. You've got so many stories that are near and dear to your heart. And we still pray for those yep. brothers and sisters. I wrote a book about them. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, so so we pray for our staff to know how to minister in those situations. Uh, I often feel like it's not anything we're trained for. The Lord has to really mm-hmm. prepare our hearts for
1: it. For our listeners, I would just encourage you to pray for our international ministry staff. I think two things, discernment and wisdom because they do go into very hard situations, and sometimes they need discernment of, of maybe what not to say or, yes. or when to not say anything. Yes. And they always need wisdom of, okay, how how can we help? Who needs the help the most? Uh, who is the Lord guiding us? So just I would just encourage you, as we start out this new year, to make it a regular part of your prayer list, to pray for our VOM staff who are working in these more than 70 nations that's around right. the world where Christians are persecuted Aaron we talked about Malawi and the change on the prayer map adding that to the prayer map there's another country that's changing on the prayer map and and we're not scooping this this is going to show up in people's mailboxes here in a couple of weeks yep India yes has been a hostile area by and large meaning it's not the government that's persecuting it's radical Hindu groups. We are now saying India is a restricted nation. It it really is the government that is really leading is. the charge of persecution. That's right, Ty. Talk about that change and and what you've seen over the years that led to, okay, we can't say anymore that the government tries to protect the Christians yeah. because they're not trying.
2: That's right. That's right. So India has been in a very unique position because they are the world's largest democracy. Their constitution has a freedom of religion. But yet we've seen things happening over the last ten years under Prime Minister Modi and his regime that have been trending away from that freedom and um, much more restrictive, and at a government level. And at first we talked about it was just they were turning a blind eye; they weren't, they weren't prosecuting, they weren't following up on things, and so we we noticed that. But this is not something we've we've done hastily right. in changing their designation on our prayer map from hostile to restricted it really is now evident to anybody who's working and and familiar with doing ministry in India these days, it's evident that the government is the persecutor. They're behind it. They are anti-Christian. They are anti-church. They're anti their own people who are Christians. So, So it's not even just the Western influence. They're not just saying we want the Westerners out who are bringing this religion. They're against their own people mm-hmm. uh, to the point of saying you're not Indian if you're not right. Hindu. And so it really is that ideology that our, our if you get our magazine, you're going you're gonna to hear about this, you're going to see this. So it's going from hostile to restricted. What this means is we've been watching this for some time. Prime Minister Modi, the level of violence over the last nine years he's been in office. There's an election coming up in, yes, in May of 2024. Definitely something
1: we want people to pray for.
2: Absolutely. We've seen the level of violence grow the, the violent attack, killing of Indians. Um, this was something that I didn't hear about 20 years ago when we were first getting involved in ministry in India. Or if you did, people may be familiar with Graham Staines, mm-hmm. uh, that story. It was very one-off, and it was typically very embarrassing to India, it was embarrassing to the government. Yes. It was embarrassing to Indian nationals who, whether they were Hindu or Christian, that was an embarrassment to them. They were ashamed of that.
1: And those murderers were prosecuted.
2: Correct. Correct. Which
1: is again something that's not necessarily the exactly. case now.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So we, yeah, there's there's always been some level of violence, but this now, it, the level has increased so much that it's really been disturbing to watch over the last few years. But what what is also disturbing us is the organization, and the coordinated effort that the government has taken to surveil Christian leaders. They're, they're recording, they're watching, they're following. I personally was gathering a group of Christian leaders in India several years ago, and they told me there was nowhere in India they wanted to meet and that they would feel safe to talk. No hotel, wow. no major city. <laughs> in the whole country. In the whole country. So we went outside the country, in region, And we had a meeting, and the information that I got at that time was incredible. And so that has continued. So what I want our listeners to know is that we've been watching, we've been paying attention, um, we monitor these things, and now we're making this change with heavy hearts, but it's going to help inform people, it's going to help people pray, and I think think it will encourage our brothers and sisters that— we are with them,
1: as we think about the election, and this is not a political show. this is a show about persecuted Christians, yeah. but as we pray about the Indian national elections um how how would you advise us, or how would you encourage us to pray
2: well todd i, I it would be a miracle, and it would be God glorifying, I think, if Prime Minister Modi was not reelected, if there was a sweeping referendum from the people that was so clear and so absolute that it was just definitive, and it would send a message to the world that this is not the India mm-hmm. that we
1: want. We do want religious freedom. We do want a government that accepts, I can be a Hindu or a Sikh Correct. or a Muslim or a Christian That's and right. treats me the same as That's my right. government.
2: That's right. Now, I would say it's a, it would be a miracle, Todd, because there's nothing that points to the fact that that yeah. could happen. yeah. He is so he he is so strong. People are in favor of him. They may not love all of the ideology, but they see that India is improving, mm-hmm. and so he and his regime have been very smart and wise about how they've done this. But we just pray we we the Lord is in control of all of that. And often, Todd, you know this, uh, having done this for you know twenty five years or more. It's in those times when the church is under pressure that there is a lot of growth. And there's a yeah. lot of rich, deep faith that is built and solidified.
1: And and we're hearing some of those stories. We're hearing we from are. some of the pastors who we have are. been locked up in prison. Hey, let me tell you about That's the right. time in prison. Let me tell you about how I shared my faith. Yeah. Let me tell you about the prayer times I had while I was there. So yeah. God is certainly at work in India, um, but I would encourage our listeners to pray, especially as we approach the election coming up this spring. Let's also talk about China, because China's another huge country. Yes. What does our work look like in China right now in light of 1.6 billion yeah. surveillance cameras or a million surveillance right. cameras right. in light of a complete security structure and apparatus yes. in the country? Yeah. What is it like for us, for your well, staff, as we're trying to do projects there, but also for our brothers and sisters in China?
2: Todd, it's so challenging. It's such a challenge right now for our staff to know how to work. We have a combination of a multinational staff. And of course, the U.S. staff can't get in. So in some ways, we're working from outside in. Mm -hmm. But we do have really good connections, and we have people inside. And so that helps us to continue to do what we want to do. God has still given us opportunities to Distribute Bibles on a large scale, and we're astounded. We're amazed at that. We really did not think that going into twenty twenty four we would be able to distribute Bibles in any kind of large, significant size. And we are. We're Praise still moving forward. We're not. Um, it's it's difficult and it's challenging, and and we're having to you know work harder to to get verification to understand the the whole process. We have to be. Um, creative. We have to talk creatively with our partners and and other ministry leaders. But we're doing all that. We're we're putting in that time and that work because our brothers and sisters are still asking for Bibles. China, we do a lot of reporting. People will come out and we'll meet somewhere that's a safe location, similar to what I was talking about with India. Mm -hmm. And people will give us amazing testimonies of what is happening and how the church really is remaining faithful in difficult times
1: one of the things about china that that is just mind-blowing to me and i and i think as you look at this as you study it it's more and more mind-blowing is how oppressive the chinese government is like how far they will go yes to watch you and to put pressure on you and to control you yes and to make sure that you're following the party line and you're doing what you're supposed to be even chinese citizens outside of china Correct. Face that pressure. Yeah. They they are pressured to fall in line and to sing the praises of the Communist Party. Yes. So, again, we, we want this, for you who are listening, we want this to be a, an item, a country for your prayer list. And uh, pray for Aaron, pray for his staff, the, yeah. the Asia-Pacific staff, as they are thinking about, okay, how do we keep doing this? How do we yes. get more Bibles in? How do we contact? How do we have conversations with our brothers and sisters there? That's what our goal was for this conversation today, Amen. is just to kind of equip you to pray for Voice of the Martyrs, for our international ministry staff. Aaron, are there, are there other things you would share or other things yes. you have on your heart yes, as for... we launch into 2024?
2: Yeah, for sure, Todd. I hope that people get a sense of the hope and the expectation that I have about some of these countries. One, the one we were just talking about, China. Our brothers and sisters are standing strong. In fact, one believer from inside was talking to our staff, and they said, we're actually going back to our first calling. All of this pressure, all of this control, it is difficult. They're not saying it's not difficult, but they look at it with eternal perspective, Mm -hmm. and they say, this is actually serving us well because we're going back to our first calling of reaching people with the gospel. And how encouraging is that for us to hear, Todd? Some churches in rural areas, in order to meet and not be watched or or interrupted, they're meeting pre-dawn while the policemen are still sleeping, while the officials are still asleep. <laughs> and they're just changing their time. So they're being so creative and they get word to the believers, you know, hey, we're meeting this time, it's 5.30 on next Sunday or whatever. It's pre-dawn because they know the officials are still right. sleeping. So even in the midst of such a controlling, what we would definitely say is oppressive environment, they are following They're the Lord. They are way. walking faithfully with the Lord through these days. And and,
1: and they know the risk. I, I've, absolutely. I mean, I think as we talk about Bibles and them asking for more absolutely. Bibles— those who are asking that question, they know they could be the one that ends up in jail. Yes, um, for sure. and yet they're still asking. Yes, send more Bibles. Yes, I'll help you distribute them. I'll help get them to the people who need them. That's right. I'm I'm always blown away by their courage and the willingness. But they they see the value of the Bible. They see the value of serving the Lord, and they don't mm-hmm. think it's not a bad trade off. If if you have to go to jail, okay, That's we'll right. go. That's right. We've talked about several things that people can pray for, and we talked about praying for our staff as they travel, as they minister. We talked about those who have recently been arrested in Mauritania. Are there other things that are sort of at the top of your prayer list that that we can share for our listeners to pray for as well? Yeah,
2: I think, Todd, we want to remain faithful that we're willing to go into any circumstance that the Lord leads us to go into to be with our brothers and sisters— I shared with you earlier, I was reading in Psalm 138, and the psalmist writes, I was in the midst of trouble, and the Lord delivered me. The Lord rescued me. We're willing, our staff is willing to go into the midst of trouble to be with our brothers and sisters. They're in trouble because of the enemies around them. They're in trouble because they've been a faithful witness, a bold witness. They've been active in ministry and we want to be faithful. You you said it, Todd. They're willing to take the risks. Mm-hmm. Are we willing to take the risk to go in and encourage them and and walk their path with them for just a little while? And and we're we're saying yes, we are. Show us how, Lord. We want to do it wisely. The last thing we would want to do is be unwise and create more trouble for them. We don't want to create trouble, but we do want to be wise, but we've got to be willing to go. And let's be willing to pray. Let's be willing to sacrifice something, you know, an extra hour of sleep or something in order to stand with our brothers and sisters in these places.
1: Amen.
0: Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at VOM.com All donations of $2 and more are tax-deductible in Australia. This has been a production of VOM Oz Radio, Voice for the Persecuted.